Hallelujah, glory to God. Here I am. I present myself a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto you, which is my reasonable service. Amen. Let's welcome the man of God as he comes. He's none other than the pastor of Cornerstone Apostolic Church located in the city of Pomona, California. Amen. Let's receive him with a hearty amen. Thank you, sir. Come on and give the Lord another praise. Amen. Certainly, we thank and praise God for blessing us to be in the house of prayer once again. And, you know, this is our second service this morning. And, you know, look forward to, to being at home. This is home. Amen. Driving up, I was like, honey, I'm home. <laughs> you know, because that's what it is. It's his home. Thank you, Lord. And so to come in and to see all the, the faces and to just be where you grew up at, what you know is right, you know, and, and certainly to be among God's people. You know, my sister, God bless you. And you know, to all the ecclesia in the house, I ask that you would just not going to be long before you ask that you would help me sing a little bit of this song. You know, um, uh, just a little bit of it, if you will. It's been a long time singing this, but it says, Lord, you made me what I am, Lord, you made me what I am, Lord, you made me.
certainly we again give an honor to God, Pastor Amen, and to Pastor Charlotte, to Elder Rochin, and to all the ministers that are present. And, you know, just excited about Jesus and what the Lord is doing. Just excited about what he's doing because he's doing something. He's doing something. You know, I, I was I was telling the, the church this morning and all of those listening parents, there's some that are those that are listening to the different platforms even right now at this moment. And so certainly we thank God for each of each one that have given an ear to hear what the word of God is going to say. And so I was telling the church I want to encourage you as well. I love the testimony. Amen. That God sent his word, and that's what he wants to do. He wants to use, the Bible said signs and wonders of who? It also said it would follow them that what? Believe. Amen. And so we're looking for that. We're looking for the signs and the wonders of what God has said in his word and nothing less. Amen. You know, we believe the Bible is the word of God. Am I right? Amen. And therefore, we're faithful, we're bold, and you know, we're the church. Everyone is bold in every other. We need to be bold. You know, and, and you know, I believe the best way to face opposition is by obedience to the word of God. There's no plan A, no plan B. There's only a plan what? A. There's only plan A, and that is God's plan. Yeah, that's right. And so as we come to an end of this year, we, we're close. We're knocking at the door. You know, you want to get close to God. You want to draw closer to him. Draw closer unto the Lord, yes. you know, because we're, we're many are saying, I can't wait for 22, but you don't know what 22 know is going to bring. You, you have to embrace what you have right now. This is the day that the Lord has made. And so you got to embrace what God has done right now. Not going to be long before you. Amen. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, and, and so we're going to go into the Word of God. <laughs> to the, <laughs> let's go to the book of Revelation. We've been in the book of Revelation. Uh, we're on the seventh chapter right now, and, and just uh, walking through this blessing that God has bestowed upon us. He has bestowed upon John. You know, the Bible said, blessed is he that readeth and that keepeth the Word. Amen. Keep the testimony, the sayings of this book. And so, uh, and so certainly it is a blessing. It's, it can be terrifying if you're out the will of God. It's terrifying in the will of God. And so, you know, you want to avoid. Thank you, Jesus. You know, he's telling us what to avoid. And so we're we're in we're concluding the sixth chapter, and I just want to present a thought uh, to you this morning. And so before we go into the reading of the scripture, uh, we're going to pray, Father, in the name of Jesus, ask that you would bless your word this morning. Help us, Lord God, as uh, we exhort, Lord God, your word is inexhaustible. You know what is needed for this, your people, each one under the sound of my voice. I ask that you would bless, Lord God, continuing those that are not feeling well, that would be in service, that are not here because of that. Lord Jesus, carries further into doing your will. In Jesus' name, 
Amen. The Bible says, after this, after this, John had already saw some things. He had already, you know, I, I, I don't know, I can't even begin to imagine uh, what uh, his emotional, mental state may have been, but he had already been exposed to so much that he said the world couldn't contain if we talked about it, if we wrote about it. But he says, after this, I beheld in lo a great multitude, which no man could number, of all nations and kindreds and people and tongues stood before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed with white robes and psalms in their hands. And they cried with a loud voice, saying, Salvation to our God, which sitteth upon the throne and unto the Lamb. And all the angels stood round about the throne and about the elders, put an underline under the elders, and the four beasts and fell before the throne on their faces, and they worshiped him, they worshiped God, saying, Amen, blessing and glory and, and wisdom and get thanksgiving and honor and power and might be unto our God forever and ever. Amen. And the, one of the elders answered, saying unto me, What are these which are arrayed in white robes, and whence come they? And I said unto him, Sir, thou knowest. And he said unto me, These are they which have come out of great tribulation, and have washed their robes, and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. Therefore are they before the throne of God, and serve him day and night in his temple. And he that sitteth in the, on the throne shall dwell among them. They shall hunger no more, neither thirst any more, neither shall, they, shall the sun light on them, nor any heat. For the Lamb, which is in the midst of the throne, shall feed them and shall lead them into living fountains of water, and shall wipe away all tears from their eyes. I want to just take a thought here and continue on with uh, something that was touched on on Thursday night broadcast, and that was the, uh, the heart, the, the hardcore, hardcore for Christ. And so today, uh, we're continuing on talking about ride or die for him. Amen. To ride or die is not something we say, but it is something that we do. Mm -hmm. It's something that we do. Many might say, I'll ride and die with you, but we know when the going gets tough, somebody else gets going too. You know, when things get rough, you know, you look around and they're not standing there. Uh, you know, uh, somebody that's really uh, with you, when they, when they ride and die with you, they're going to stand hard. That's right. They're going to stand with you. And, you know, uh, let's start with this part, is that, is that when somebody is, say, they ride and die, they're they going to stand with you when you're wrong. They're going to let you know if you're wrong, you know, because they partners with you. You know, they're going to put you in check, but they're not going to desert you. You know, they're going to be there with you because that's the love. Yes. You know, and so when we talk about ride or die with Christ, then, then you got to understand what I'm saying. You know, this is not no wishy-washy walk. 
You know, this is this is not just something we say, but it's something that we do. And so, you know, I, I, I appreciate the song. I mentioned the song earlier that, you know, that, that when we all get to heaven, what a day of rejoicing it is going to be. When we all see Jesus, we will sing a child, but that's only for those that are right now. Amen. That's not for everybody. And, you know, so John was stranded on the Isle of Patmos for the word of God and for the testimony of Jesus Christ. And, you know, and so uh, we would classify him as saying he was destitute, you know, abandoned, left there, incarcerated on this island to die a horrible death, you know, deprived of food, fresh water, and certainly uh, any comforts that he was accustomed to have all been stripped away. Amen. And so uh, it would have been a time that maybe he would have, uh, you know, some of us, you need to think about yourself for a moment there. Amen. That, that, that the, the, the wheel fall off the bike and you ready to call it quits. And, you know, the, the, the bearings that fell off the skateboard and you to stop coming to church. And, you know, and, and, and so, you know, uh, uh, you feel a little pain, you know, you stump your foot. Nobody told you to walk to the house with the lights off. And then, but now you don't want to go, I'm not going to church, my toe hurt. You know, all of those little things, we're not on an island of uh, being left in a destitute state. We still yet go to work, go home, and all of those things, even though, mm, my Lord. God bless your Lord Jesus. And even though we may not feel comfortable in whatever, somebody look at you crazy, at least you thought they were, they looking at the roach around the wall. And yeah, they, you thought they were looking at you. And, you know, but they saw something and it, this, it ran behind the wood before you was able to turn around. And so, you know, we get, we get into our feelings too quickly when we talk about being on the ride and die with God. And, you know, so we need to check those things. You know, so John, the Bible said John was praying on the aisle. You know, he didn't have a skateboard, a bike, or a boat to ride in. But he had a vision and an encounter with God. I don't believe John for any moment thought he was hallucinating because he already had a relationship with God. You know, and so John's personal testimony was not... Uh, one that we hear so often, you know, that uh, I'm blessed and highly favored. It wasn't that. It wasn't I'm saved, sanctified, and filled with the Holy Ghost. But he said that which, we, which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our own eyes, which we have looked upon and our hands have handled the word of life. I wonder if there's anybody that had an experience with God. Amen. You know, that's a testimony by itself. I've had an experience with God. Amen. And so John is talking about the experience in which he had. And he goes on to say, that which we have seen and heard, we're declaring it unto you. We're presenting it unto every viewer, unto every hearer, unto everyone under the sound of my voice, that, we might, that you might have fellowship with us as well. Because truly our fellowship is with God. Our fellowship is in the Word. Our fellowship is with our Lord and Savior, Christ Jesus. So John had an experience himself of great tribulation. And he walked with those that had the same experience. And that was a great tribulation. But the impact of the relationship transcended the cares of this life.
It did not exclude them. It did not stop them. It did not impede them. It did not prevent them from anything uh, in their relationship with God. Uh, they had developed a relationship similar to that of Enoch, where Enoch walked with God and he was not because God took him. Uh, he didn't allow anything to get in between them. Are you with me, church? He didn't allow the things, the spigots, the spans, the people, and anything to get in between the relationship that they had. And so John was there when he heard this parable. Uh, this parable is really, many of you know this parable already, but the Bible says that he spake unto them this earthly, this earthly story with a heavenly meaning that a sower went out to sow, that sower being God. And he planted a seed, the word of God. And they did not understand the, what he was saying. All of this time they had been with him and he's breaking it down for them, building a bridge across the gaps and they're telling him we don't get it. We don't understand what you're saying. How many times have we been in service and, and, and instead of us going, we don't go to the pastor, we don't go to the elder, we don't go to the, to the minister or anyone and say I didn't get it. Jesus. I need to understand that so that I can get it. And so the Bible says that this parable, when one hear the word of God and understand it, it not. It then cometh the wicked one. So then you open the door for the wicked one to come and to take the word of God from you. Because you did not know and understand the value of what you had. Oh my God, bless your Lord God. Amen. And so that wicked one will come and it will catch away what has been sown in your heart. You've got to watch out for the wicked one in 2021. You've got to watch out for the wicked one in this last day, this last hour that we're in. You've got to watch out for the wicked one that will come and steal from you what God has given to you. Are you with me? The Bible said then, this is he that received the word, and, and then uh, uh, the, the seed fell by the wayside. The second one is that he that received the seed into stony ground, the same is he that hear the word, and on receiving with joy. Yet he hath not rooted and grounded himself, but desired, but doeth for a while. For when tribulation, I got it, when tribulation, uh, and comes and persecution come arises it, it, it causes uh, because of the word of God I'm taking a stand and so because you take a stand on the word of God you take a stand with the word of God but then somebody call you a holy roller then somebody tell you you're a fool then somebody tell you you believe that stuff, that white hair, blue eye, you know, and you, 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 you fall right into that trap because we all know Jesus was not blonde hair, black, white with blue eyes. And so you fall into that trap, and next thing you know, uh, you're not going to church. Huh? I'm not going to hang with that. And so now you find that you're not rooted or grounded in him because uh, it only lasted for a little while, and then you became offended. The third one says, and he also that received the, the seed among the thrones is he that hear the word, and the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word out of them. And he becometh unfruitful. Why? Because the word was choked 
out of you. You begin to choke from trying to be like the Joneses. You begin to choke from trying to be like uh, the person that you saw next to you. You begin to choke. You know, as the word of God, David said, I looked around. Here it is, this man anointed and appointed by God, looks around, saw the wicked spread out and prosper like a green bay tree, and said, my foot almost slipped. I almost got out the will of God. I almost wrecked it. I almost went south. But listen here, my God. He said, but then when I went into the church, when I went into the sanctuary, and I understood therein, I came to myself. So that we know a lack of understanding is because of pride. We won't ask the question. Oh, my God, you need to ask to make sure you have clarity in order to ride and die. Amen. Hearing the preacher dancing and running up and down the aisle, rolling all over the floor and speaking in tongues louder than anyone can be cut off because you're not well rooted. Amen. And so when you wait uh, and, and hear the word of God and the cares of this life, the hustle and the bustle and, and trying to keep up with other folks instead of keeping up with what God has put into your possession. Oh, that's why you find people pill pushing and hitting the bottle and stuck between the sheets and all of this because they are not rooted in God. You want to be grounded and rooted in him. Amen. And so uh, uh, the Bible said that it falls on good ground. And that good ground brings forth a certain kind of fruit. Now, if I was to ask everybody today, is it falling on good ground? You know, folks would raise their hand and say, yes, it's falling on good ground. But you need to understand something here that that is a process of time that tells where it fell. Amen. It's not something that happens immediately, but it's a process of time. It is something that happened over days and over weeks and even over years that you find out where you really are. Amen. And so when it falls on good ground, when it falls on that fruity ground, Amen. That fertile ground, then it begins to bring forth the fruits of the Spirit. It begins to bring forth the love. It begins to bring forth the joy. Uh, let me back step here, amen, because I recall uh, Overset Irvin, she taught us, she said, you have to learn to hate the evil and to love the good. Amen. And that is Bible. You've got to learn to love that which is good and hate that which is evil in order to be on that ride and die. Amen. And so he said the fruit of the Spirit is love. The fruit of the Spirit is joy. It is peace. It is long-suffering and gentleness and goodness and faith and meekness and temperance. Uh, that's what God is looking for. Amen. And so uh, he's looking for that ride and die just like you are. Amen. It's not something new that has come along. All right. The Bible tells us that, that when the apostles... Uh, that when uh, the apostle, when Judas had betrayed the Lord, uh, that they were looking for someone to take his place. And they said, now wait a minute, we got to think about this. Uh, it, it has to be somebody that's been with us from the time that, that his confirmation name, that, uh, that when he was baptized and the, and the dove ascended and, and said, this is my beloved son and whom I will be. It got to be somebody that was standing there with us. It got to be somebody that was, that was with us when we went down and they tried to grab him and to kill him and he escaped between the crowd. Uh, it got to be somebody that was there that, that when the soldier ear got cut off, amen, they ain't running high. It has to be somebody that was there that was with us when it got thick, when it got thin, when the thing wasn't 
They, they got to be somebody who was there when the fed thousand, when the five thousand was fed and the three thousand was fed. They got to be somebody that was there that saw it. Bless your Lord God. Mighty God, you gotta be somebody that is that, that, that's gonna take on this that, that can ride and die. They part of the ride and die possible. Oh, bless your Lord God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. It gotta be somebody that's there because we're not just accepting anybody. We're not just accepting anything. Oh my God, bless your name, Jesus. We're not just accept, but it has to be somebody that know how to hang. Bless your Jesus. Everybody can't hang. You know, folks in the, in the people, whether you say it or not, they want somebody that can hang. Oh my God. Oh, bless your Lord. And some of y'all know this song. Don't know that like it's nothing new. Oh, well. But you know, the lyrics say, on that perfect day, I know that I can count on you, but that's not pop. Uh, but tell me when to weather a storm, because I need somebody who can stand by me through the good times, the bad times. She's always, always be right there. Sunny days, everybody loves them. Tell me, baby, can you stand the rain? Don't you know God is saying, can you stand? Can you stand the rain? Can you stand when things ain't going right? Oh my God. Can you handle it? Bless the Lord God. Because I look around sometimes and I wonder, I say, my God. Bless the Lord Jesus. I hear you, Lord. Oh my God. You better read your Bible. You be talking. <laughs> my God. Listen, ladies, gentlemen. Uh, just like I, I hope you desire to save in your relationship. You know, and don't refuse, don't settle for anything because God wants the same. And so therefore, we are to give him the same. When the enemy comes and, you know, because it could be years, an enemy will come and say, you know what, you still eat that same bowl of rice. As if they offering something new. My God. You got to be able to stand. Because see, when it's a ride and die relationship, you'll go right home and say, baby, that Negro. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. So he can get up and go talk to that Negro. Uh -huh. And he won't be asking you about a bowl of rice no more. Uh-huh. Oh, can I just be real? Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. We talking about deserving that relationship, huh? We talking about deserving it with God. We talking about being hardcore. My God, because this is my, that's your soul, this is my soul salvation. All right. Uh-huh. It ain't nothing in hell that I want. Come on now. Bless your Lord Jesus. Right. My God, it ain't nothing in hell that you want. Oh, oh let me get no, it ain't oh. nothing there that you want. Nothing. Nothing. Bless your Lord. Right. So you're going to have to be that ride and die. Mighty God. Bless your Lord. John said after this, I beheld it, and I saw a great multitude, which no man could number of all nations and kindreds and people and tongues and, you know, red, yellow, black, and white, brown, and they stood before the throne before the, the, the Lamb of God with psalms in their hands, you know, the psalms representing that they had victory. 
that they had peace with God, that they, they had eternal life now because they have overcome the flesh. They had a testimony, and that testimony said, I fought a good fight. I've been on a battlefield, and I fought a good fight, and I didn't give up. I didn't throw in the towel. And I, when the enemy huffed and puffed and said, I'll blow your house down, I said, so what? Give it your best shot. My God, I finished my course, and I kept the faith. That was those that John had saw. He said they were crying out with a loud voice. Salvation to God. Amen. And to the one that sit on the throne. Not only did they have a ride and die mentality. Amen. They were committed unto the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Who also has a ride and die mentality. For the Bible said for the joy that was set before him. That he endured the cross. Despising the shame. It didn't matter what nobody had to say. When they told him to come down off the cross and save yourself, he looked over and saw you. He looked over and saw you. He looked over and thought about you. He looked over and thought about those. And the Bible said, for the joy that was set before him, that he endured the shame and the suffering. You got to think about what you come to lose. If I give in, if I don't hold on, if I let go, what am I letting go of? It might seem like you're letting go for that moment. It might seem like a little thing. But you better understand something here. The Bible said you'll miss out on eternal life for a moment of pleasure. So that slight moment that seemed like it was nothing, it builds up into something. After a while, that character, it becomes a habit. And that habit becomes a destiny. Can't you hear God saying, when the flesh said it's not a, uh, when the flesh asked a question and said, is it worth it? You see, he was on Mount Gethsemane and he was praying earnestly. Things got real serious and he began to sweat. The Bible said the sweat began to drop like great drops of blood. It began to spatter all over the ground. It was an intense moment. It was a sincere moment. It was a time of true conviction. That body had never seen sin before. That body had never experienced being out the will of God before. My God, but how you gonna do that? Listen, he was out the will, but yet he was in the will of God. My God, for our sake, that word, the body, the body became sin for our sake. But the spirit, he was yet remaining righteous because he was all God. He was all in, all in for you all in for me my god and so when that cup would have passed said not so but thy will be done i'm riding and i'm dying for them my god and so the bible said and all the angels stood around about the throne and about the elders and the four beasts and they fell before the throne i love this part right here oh my god because it was an office that had been established listen here you uh uh mm, 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 mm. listen here amen you you'll find that folks are fighting all over the place 
I want to be a bishop. I want to be a pastor. I want to be a well-known prophet. I want to be an evangelist. I want to be known as this. I want to be known as that. But look here. When you look in the word of God, the only office, the only official office on this side of, of, of Thessalonians 4 and 16 is the office of the elder. The only office that's still mentioned after the tribulation is the elders. The only office that was established prior to was the office of the elder. My God, and so the Bible says, the elders, I'm going to need y'all to help me out here. Amen. And so the Bible said that the elders, the elders, they were in the presence of God. Come on, elders. Bless the Lord God. And so the elders was in the presence of God. And as they, when we read each time over in the fourth chapter and every other chapter, as you read, it was the elders that fell down before God. It was the elders that was crying out holy. It was the elders that was crying out worship. It was the elders. They weren't telling nobody else. To come on and praise God. They wasn't telling nobody to get up on your feet huh? because the elders was getting down. The elders was praying. The elders was seeking him. The elders was calling on him. The elders was worshiping him. They didn't have time to go, but they were needing the praise. They were needing the worship. They were on fire. My God bless your name, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord.
know. I'm sticking with the God that I know. The one that brought me out. The one that picked me up. The one that turned me around. Set my feet on solid ground. Stabulated my mind. Oh, bless the Lord Jesus. Mighty God. Bless the Lord. That when that shepherd, the chief shepherd, not an imitation, but when the real deal comes, the one that rolled and died for me, the one that I'm riding and dying for, my God, when he shall appear, not only is he going to show up, but he's coming with something in his hand. He's coming with a crown of life. He's coming with a crown of life and a crown of life. He's coming with a crown of life, a crown of life. Bless the Lord. What does the Bible say? It's in the elders. It says, uh, it said, now faith is a substance of being hopeful and an evidence of things not seen. And by it, huh? She said, I'm putting it in the atmosphere. I'm putting it out there. And we got some things out there. Now I'm putting it out there. It said, by this, uh huh, putting it out by this. The elders obtain a what? They retain a what? Oh my God. So when the chief shepherd arrives, when the chief shepherd shows up, that's when we hear him say, Well done, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful over a few things. My God. Uh huh. You were faithful when you was going through it. You know, the Bible talks about the, uh, the arm ourselves. The put on the helmet of salvation. The breastplate of righteousness. You know, to have our loins girded. And our feet shod with the preparation of the gospel. It's like, Lord, why we don't have a breastplate on our back? Oh, uh huh. You know what I'm saying? Because we charge into the battle. When the enemy comes, we fight. That's why I said I fight. A, I fought a good fight. I held on and I kept the faith. Bless your Lord, my God. I'm not backing down from false doctrine. Huh. Bless your Lord. I'm not going to call the lie a truth. Bless your Lord. I'm going to crucify this flesh when it don't want to act right. Because see, there's two things we deal with. We deal with the flesh don't want to act right. And when it does act right, which is a normal process, but you got to know what to do with the normal. Bless your Lord. Fought a good fight. Mighty God. So when the chief shepherd appears, mm -hmm, the chief shepherd says, Well done. Good and faithful servant. If you're not on the ride, if you're not with the ride and die posse, uh huh. And if you're not with it, you're going to mess up. You're going to see somebody standing there. You're going to be like, well, there's, there, there's minister, I recognize Minister Hudson, but that's not her name. 
That's how they're named. Because she received a stone with a new name in it. And don't nobody know that new name except the one that receives it. Oh, that's my mother. Nope, you don't know. That's not her name. That was what she was then. On that side of Thessalonians 4 and 16. On this side of it, that's not a name. That's not even a position. That's not a title. Mighty God. Listen, I pray that, that something has been said to keep your heart stirred, your mind stirred. Thank you, Jesus. Bless the Lord Jesus. Continue to pray for me as I pray for you in Jesus' name.